0: Well, it's a new year, but can we expect a new Russian foreign policy? Foreign Minister Sergei Lavrov gave his annual press conference this morning, and we're going to take a look at some of the highlights. Hello from our broadcast headquarters in Prague, and welcome to the Power Vertical Briefing, a weekly look ahead at stories we expect to make news this week. My name's Brian Whitmore, host of the Power Vertical podcast here at RFURL, and joining me in the studio is RFURL's news editor, Steve Gutterman. Welcome, Steve. Thanks, Brian. Hope you recovered from the holidays. Um, so, Lavrov sent, <laughs> Lavrov sent out a lot of signals this morning, none of them particularly new or surprising. He said Russia respects Ukraine's borders, except, of course, for Crimea. He said that rebel-held zones in, in Syria could lead to the partition of the country, and he opposed any new amendments to the Iran nuclear deal. What were your main takeaways of this morning's press conference, Steve?
1: Well, main takeaway is that uh, there's, as you say, I think there, there's little new. I mean... Um, He's been foreign minister since 2004, I believe. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I've been to some of these uh, press conferences, his annual press conference. Um, I don't know. I think there was more attention to them paid in the past. It just is. It's just hard to. It's hard to see anything really. You know, he he is sounding like a broken record. Um, I mean, I didn't really. He sort of hit all all the all the points. You know, the the. The, uh, the the tense uh, points in in relations with the U S. and with the West. He seized on the um, Trump's com- Trump's comments about the Iran nuclear deal, um, and know, on
0: those comments, he actually is in sync with the Europeans. Actually, well, right. I, I mean, on I the think Iran, on the Iran yeah, issue, I think
1: that's probably why you know he uh, he sort of focused quite a bit on those, Maybe you to know. drive
0: a wedge between the U S. and Europe on that, right?
1: Exactly. So you know, there was, I guess, as usual, kind of a you know targeting the U.S. theme or or, or singling out the U.S. because you have the Iran uh, deal, you have North Korea where he's saying, look, you know, we can uh, encourage talks, we can mediate talks. Uh, but warned about... Pretend. But, you know, as, the, the, again, the broken record of... Both sides have to tone yeah, down. Yeah,
0: clear to make this this equivalency between the West and North Korea. Right, exactly. And
1: um, and then some other issues, uh, you know, missile defense in Japan, you know, warning that that's going to hurt relations with, with Japan. Um, and essentially casting Russia as kind of, as, as usual, as kind of a, a constructive uh, player or power that's trying to, you know, uh, solve problems and, and sow peace despite solve problems it's US. created <laughs> you No, know, exactly well that I mean and that's sort of the main take you get from from what you mentioned about you know yes we're, we we recognize Ukraine's borders after we
0: took Crimea. Right. um, And and this ignoring the fact, of course, that that the Russian troops continue to operate and Russian-backed separatists continue to to, uh, operate in the Donbass, which is not exactly respect for for borders. uh, I thought the Syria comments were interesting, warning of a partition, and they're particularly interesting in context. Um, Last week, Vladimir Chizhov, Russia's representative of the European Union, said something pretty amazing. He said Brussels would, quote, bear the responsibility end quote, for what happens in Syria if the U- EU did not cough up dozens of billions of euros for reconstruction. Um, now, this, as I noted on this morning's morning, Daily Vertical, ignores the fact that most of the destructions the result of Russia's intervention and bombing campaign in Sy- in, in Syria, which the EU and the U.S. opposed. The message being here, we, we, we break it and you pay for it.
1: Uh, right. I mean, I think this is a, st- a case of Russia being sort of Pretending to believe what it's saying in terms of, oh, we we didn't you know we didn't break Syria we fixed it we right. we have driven Islamic State you know uh, into into the corner and um, but but you got you know you guys need to pay the you should you should thank us for. Uh, Saving the situation and 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 cough up. No, cough that's up not going to go
0: over well in Brussels. Now, Brussels, of course, is willing to cough up some money, but only after a comprehensive peace deal is to its liking is in is in place.
1: Right, and that's something that we're still, um, you know, uh, and and I, I find it interesting. He's talking about other sides' actions could lead to partition, but I mean, Russia's actions also, you of know, course, lead to yeah. partition, and uh, you know, I think what Russia what Russia the sort of minimum Russia wants is is control you know within the kind of Assad ruled or government held areas so um you know, it's the pot calling the kettle black in some ways.
0: No, and it's almost as you you said this morning off mic, it's not only just we pay for it, we break it, you pay for it. It's we break it, you buy it for us. Right, I mean, exactly. this is essentially what this, I thought the comments on doping were interesting. Um, he, he basically said, you know, OK, we'll admit some Russian athletes may have you know, been involved in doping, but there's never been this kind of collective punishment before. Um, Well, there's never been this kind of, you know, this kind of state sponsored. Right. before. So 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 it's uh, but again, this 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 air of grievance and victimhood. uh, Right. Absolutely. Was there the big takeaway from this? And if you put it in like a bigger context, I mean, there's been a lot of talk of, you know, are are we going to have a shift in Russian foreign policy this year? They're putting out signals in Moscow. They want some kind of reset, some kind of detente. They're tired of the isolation. Um, And the consensus is we're not going to see anything. Right until the elections over, yeah. um, but what Lavrov's uh, comments this morning signaled to me, and it's not again, it's not new but that Russia wants a reset without resetting any of its own behavior. It just wants everybody else to admit they were wrong and let's go back to being friends and not change anything that we've done that has damaged the relationship. So I think we're seeing that, and quite frankly, there are in some Western capitals some some desire for this. Um, Sigmar Gabriel, the German foreign minister, he's still right now the German foreign minister until a new government is formed, said it's time to ease sanctions, it's time to think about easing sanctions on Moscow in the event of a ceasefire, not fulfilling Minsk a ceasefire holding like a in Donbas. Right. Um but you know that this is this is incredible. I mean you have you know a conflict that was created by Moscow and if they stop okay then we'll 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 right. and that's
1: <laughs> that's just that's again cementing the the you know the borders or the situation right on the ground no, with the Russian. So no I agree that I mean I think you know in Putin's comments and Lavrov's comments you always look for signs of something new like yes they want some kind of a rapprochement with the west but you know are they willing to take any steps you know t- to make it happen
0: and here again no. i think you didn't really see any anything new on that on that front so I guess the new year is going to be like the old year in a lot of ways, or perhaps not. We'll see, and we'll be looking for we'll be looking at this as, as it progresses. That's all we have time for today. You have been listening to The Power Vertical Briefing, a weekly look ahead at the stories making news in Russia. I'm Brian Whitmore, host of The Power Vertical Podcast, and joining me in the studio has been RFRL's news editor, Steve Gutterman. And now, as always, I leave you with the soothing sounds of Noise MC.